on? Are we on? Wonderful. All right, good to be in the Lord's house on Friday night. I, I was already nervous, uh, obviously preaching, uh, just coming and being in the meeting and preaching. And then uh, they told me we were going live stream. I got that much more nervous. I've been fighting 26 and getting down here. This has been, this has been a, a, just an unusual day getting here. We, I, we've been in a lot of youth meetings and uh, we, just, we had to load vehicles up in a monsoon. And uh, so I'm going to start trying to preach and I hope some preach will come out. Somebody say amen right there. Uh, love, love this church. Uh, love this pastor and his family. And uh, God crossed our paths uh, years ago, and they're just dear friends. And uh, when you've been laboring together for a while, uh, you, you, you encourage one another, you pray for each other. And, uh, and then uh, I saw all of his uh, children just serving God and being a part of the work here. And that thrills my heart. I mean, I, uh, I often wonder when I hear them sing, I, I, and, and really I, I, I love to hear them sing, love to hear these young, these, uh, young adults sing. And what goes to my mind, I wonder if Miss Jennifer could have got a hold of me younger if I could sing too. I wonder those things, and so um, anyhow, that's just kind of how my brain works, and so, but anyway, maybe that mantle will fall on me, I don't know, and, uh, but sure, it's good to be here, we got a good group that came down with us, and so I'm thankful for them being here, another family drove and met us here, and uh, from our place, and so we're just, uh, we're looking forward to the Lord helping us, we didn't, you know, I don't know what kind of activities is after service, we may just be going to see who can build an ark fast enough, I don't know, um, swimming, I don't know, maybe some swimming. Um, uh, but, um, uh, we, we, we came, we came for this, this, what goes on in here. Uh, and we, we need these services and these times together of refreshing. And I'm glad the Lord can meet every need tonight. All right. The book of John chapter number six, and I'll, uh, just be as brief as possible get out of the way. I sure am excited about uh, getting to hear Brother Bailey preach tonight. Ain't that wonderful? Getting to hear Brother Chad Bailey. And everybody said amen but his wife. I don't know about that, amen. And, um, uh, you know, when you, you, we were preaching together, and, uh, you know, you preach together, you, you kind of like it. Me and Brother Andy Wells have preached together uh, some. And so when we preach together, we, we're, we're known as chocolate milk and buttermilk. And I'll let you guess which one the buttermilk is. And, uh, you know, so we were trying to thank me and Brother Chad. We, we preaching together, so we got to have a, we got to have a good nickname. And, uh, you know, we, we praying about something real spiritual. And then his brook and then my Haven brook, they start throwing stuff out like port skin, fudge rounds. And, uh, so anyway, that's why they're not our favorite kids. But anyway, all right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Could we, could we stand for just a moment? Uh, I won't read the entirety of the text that I want to try to deal with. And I, I'll, I'll just, uh, I love it when the Lord just, just continues to bear something in your heart. And so I want to just try to give that to you tonight and uh, as quick as possible. And then looking forward to sitting at the feet of Brother Bailey and getting preached to in here in just a little bit. John chapter number 6, a rich chapter. Jesus has been doing a great deal of teaching. And I want to pick up toward the end. Look in verse number 60. John 6, verse number 60. The Bible said, many, therefore... Of his disciples, that's verse 60. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is, a, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, offend you. Are you offended by what I've said? 
Uh, for time's sake, will you, will you flip over to about verse number 66? Again, we're going to try to cover a good bit of this. We'll look at verse number 66. The Bible said, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye go away also? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Then he gives this statement, and we believe, we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Thank you for standing. You can be seated tonight. If you, uh, if you study your, your Bible, and I realize that in the group that we are in tonight, there's such a, uh, a lot of great truths found in this chapter. One of my favorite passages to read is the feeding of the 5,000 because I'm a Baptist and I believe when you get a crowd together, you better have something to eat. Say amen right there. I love the account. I love how God allowed a situation to get so desperate that they began looking and found a little lad there that had something to give, and then you walk through this chapter and Jesus is going to give them truth after truth after truth in the Word of God, and uh, He is going to speak to them what the Bible says is some very hard sayings in the text. As a matter of fact, if you uh, study this, you'll find that a, that a large majority of the text that we read is going to really whittle down to the response that they have toward truth. Now I'm preaching to some young people tonight, some young adults. You've had a great deal of truth in your life. We're not in the uh, inner city of a large metropolitan area that has never heard. If you attend church here, you get the truth and you get good preaching from the Word of God and uh, realizing the pastors and the churches that are represented here. And uh, so it's not about, not about do we have any truth. We do have a lot of truth, but what's going to boil down to your success in life is what you do with the truth that you hear from the Word of God. Thought about this. There are a number of responses to truth. Well, sometimes you hear truth and you get angry. Some people get mad. You ever had anybody get mad at you when you told them the truth? Uh, you ever gone out and, and uh, asked your husband, ladies, does this look good on me? And he immediately shoved a snicker bar in his mouth. Amen. And uh, you didn't like the response or uh, maybe we, we hear something. And there, there are times when people hear the preaching or they hear the truth of the word of God. It's not being said mean. It's not being said wrong. But sometimes people get mad or angry at the truth. And then there are times where you're going to have apathy. Oh, it's a dangerous thing to be apathetic toward the word of God. And if you're not careful, and I'm talking about this group here tonight this weekend. If you're not careful, you can get so accustomed to hearing truth that you feel like we deserve the truth that we're getting. Now, I don't know about you, but if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be in church tonight. And if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't get to be around this atmosphere tonight. But God has been good. I don't ever want to get apathetic toward the preaching of the Word of God. Uh, then there's agreement. Boy, it's good to agree in. I mean, you ought to have an agreeable spirit. And uh, But I want to say this. Uh, if you agree, but you don't do anything about it, then you're apathetic. I would dare say tonight that there'll be very little truth that's preached in this pool pit that you would not agree with but if you're not careful, if you don't take action toward the truth then you will become apathetic toward the truth. It's not about how much preaching you can take. It's about the word of God penetrating my heart and your heart and finding me a place in the altar and getting right with God Almighty. 
Let me say that again. I, I realize what we're, it's not about how, boy, we can, we can take that. And we want good preaching and truth and right. We want to be told right, don't we? We sure do. And, uh, but Brother Wimson, it's not about how much preaching I can take. Because if you're not careful, we'll get prideful. Oh, yeah, he preached on that. And I wasn't guilty of it. Or he dealt with this and it didn't bother me. But, oh, God, help me to get to a place in my life where I realize I need the truth of the Word of God and find me a little place and do business and to get some help from God. And so he's dealing with the subject of truth. Verse 60 and verse number 61. Verse 61, Jesus asked the question, does this offend you? Now you believe it or not, people get offended by the truth of the word of God. Help me now. I know that's not you, but Jesus is setting the table now. Just stay with me a little bit. And he realizes the murmuring. He knows what's in their heart. And he can tell when they're murmuring about the word of God. And he goes ahead and just addresses the elephant in the room. And he says, doth this offend you? Let me help some guys tonight. All you guys, if you're not married and you want to get married one day, raise your hand at me, all right? Praise God. I'm telling you, God's a miracle worker. I'm telling you, you too. Amen. When, okay? Now, okay, when, when that day comes and you get married, and my Wheezy is here with me tonight, not because she has, uh, you know, she, her middle name's Louise. I watched the Jeffersons growing up. That's why I call her Wheezy. Anyway, y'all don't know nothing about that. Thank God. All right? But I'm gonna, you, you're not going to have to wonder if you offended your wife. There is going to be a countenance over her that she is going to, you're going to know, I did something wrong. Somebody help me now. Uh, I said something, did something, spoke something that I probably shouldn't have said. And you're going to know whether or not you offended her. Here Jesus is looking that crowd over and he realizes he has said some very hard things and he understands that they are offended. You are the purpose in your heart tonight that I'm not going to get offended by the word of God. That word of God will help me. That preaching will help me. When I get in my Bible for devotions, it'll help me. And this purpose in your heart, I need and I want the word of God. Amen. So he, he realizes those truths about salvation and they're struggling with, I, I can't deal with that. I want to I keep moving. If you notice that in verse number 63, Jesus gave them some very good things about the word of God. He said in verse number 63, look what he said. It is the spirit. It is the spirit that quickeneth. And he reminded them the flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, notice what he said, they are spirit, say it with me now, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Now if I tell you that you doing this will bring life to you, then you would know that is something that God has given us that will sustain you. Listen to me, child of God, you need the truth of the word of God. This ain't real deep, but I'm going to give you something tonight. Sheep eat sheep food. Are you listening? And, and they're all, oh, we, we, we're here together tonight. And Brother South, the truth is, when I got born again by the grace of God, and I'm still, I'm still fighting my flesh just like you are, but something inside of me changed. I, I didn't want to hear my daddy preach, but when I got born again by the grace of God, there began a love for the word of God in my life. That word will not hurt you, it'll help you. Say amen right there. Hey, listen, you need the word of God. 
God. You need time with God. You need the truth that God has for you. If you're going to grow, you've got to learn to get in your Bible. Listen now, God will do with you what you do with your Bible. Listen, I'm not preaching anything new tonight. You know this. How many of you young people, raise your hand. You have heard, you've had at least one preacher in your life tell you that you need to get in the Word of God every day. Raise your hand, wave at me. What about that? All right, you've heard that before and you need that book. And what happens is the more you get in that book, praise God, and that Word gets in you and then that Word will come out. You can't get the Word out of you if you don't put the Word of God in you. Amen. And so I thought about the truth there. Nobody has ever tried to change the Bible while they're trying to live by the Bible. Can I say that again? Amen. There, there are people all over and they get to questioning that book. I'm telling you, you can stake your life on the Word of God and every single time it gets attacked, it'll make men a liar and show you just how true God is. Hallelujah. I'm amazed at 42 years younger how many times that Word of God has been right and man has been wrong and my teachers were wrong and the professors were wrong and the politicians were wrong and Hollywood was was wrong, but the word of God is right, amen. And it always will be. So Jesus has given them some strong things about truth. Notice now they're still dealing with those that are still speculating. Now because, here's the response that I want to deal with for just a, just a little bit hurriedly. I want, to, I want you to notice in verse number 66, there's a divide here. Now what are they divided over? I'm just, just hurrying right along. In verse number 66, there is a problem that I would say is still common today. The Bible said in verse number 66, and from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. In other words, because not because of the miracles Jesus did, boy, they loved the miracles. Come on now, some of the same ones that were eating in the beginning of the chapter are some of the same ones that walk away by the time you get to the end of the chapter. So they love, you know what the world, they, they love the miracles. Oh, they love those miracles. Matter of fact, sometimes they'll come to your church looking for a miracle. And they're just not looking in the right place. They're looking for the preacher to break bread and, and, uh, and they're looking for him to feed the 5,000 and they're looking for this thing. But can I tell you, every time you go to God's house, you see a miracle. I'm about to get taken up on Friday night, amen. If you come by our church, you'll get to sit and say, Preacher, what's the miracle? That Thank God Jesus Christ passed by where we were, birthed us in the family of God. It's a miracle that I'm not in hell. It's a miracle my marriage ain't busted up. It's a miracle my kids are in church. It's a miracle I'm singing in the choir. I know where I ought to be, but thank God for where Jesus Christ came by and saved me, birthed me in the family of God, made me a new creature. I am a living, breathing, walking, talking miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the problem is it's not the miracles they got a problem with. You ready what the problem is? It's the truth. Now we got preachers in here tonight and you pastors know this. Nobody's ever got mad at you and, and, but over what you, you know, over something nice or flower. No, they get mad because somewhere along the line, oh young people listen to me now, don't you fall out with the preacher over truth. 
Oh, Lord, there's a cubby of rabbits jumped up right there. Amen. I better keep on going. Hallelujah. I'm still on 26, just trying to get my bearings straight. Amen. And so he, he, he noticed something. There was a response. People were uh, offended. And what you find that we are in our greatest danger of walking away when you start doubting truth. I need to say that again. You're in your greatest danger walking away when you start doubting truth. Because here's the truth tonight. My heart breaks for those that are at five points tonight running wild. My heart breaks for those who are filling up the ballrooms. My heart breaks for those teenagers that are just chasing uh, dream after dream only to find an empty. But I'm telling you, if you're in the house of God tonight and you know truth, the devil's desire is not to get you at the bar. It's not to get you on the street corner. It's to get you doubting the truth of the word of God and when he sees that doubt buddy he'll start putting some more things in I thought about this notice in the text the Bible said that many walked away many by the wisdom that lets me know that there were more walking away than that were staying and sometimes and I'm preaching to young people tonight sometimes it'll break your heart when you see more walking away than that are saved I want to tell you something tonight our heart breaks and it, 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 it ought to bother us when people walk away but I want to tell you something tonight everybody ain't walking away there's a young person you came in tonight and your heart's grieved and you've been hurt by people walking away and you found out that somebody wasn't real and the devil magnifies that but I'm telling you everybody ain't walking away everybody ain't changing their Bible everybody ain't going the way of the world there's still some folks staying in don't look at who's walking away you look at that man of God who's staying by the stuff you look at that preacher's wife who's still serving God you look at that youth leader still serving. I'm telling you everybody ain't walking away but sometimes it feels that way when you're watching them oh yeah listen to me now it means somebody had to watch them walk away this ain't deep but consider this notice who they left if Jesus isn't enough nothing else will be that ain't deep but listen to me now I am telling you and when you look at this and, and, and this one walks away, Brother Gomez, and then this one walks away, and looking at that, looking at that picture, I'm going to tell you something. The first thing that we say is, I can't believe what they did to me. But the truth is, it's not what they did to us. It's what they did to Jesus. Somebody help me right there. And the truth of it is, this Jesus isn't enough. And I need to go ahead and take recess right here and say, Jesus, oh, he's more than enough. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, when Jesus is your reason, you'll go to church. You'll be faithful to God. When Jesus is your reason, you'll live for God in public high school. When Jesus is the reason, you'll stand for God at the university. I'm telling you, when you just fall head over heels in love with him, I promise you'll find out Jesus is more than enough. Amen. Notice they're watching them walk away. Now we're going somewhere, look at it. Then only do you find them watching that crowd leave. And they missed out on so much. Look at the personal commitment that's given to us. Verse 67. Now this is interesting to me. Jesus, now he knew, but Jesus don't ask questions to get answers. He asks questions to get action. Watch it now. For from that time in, verse 67, then said Jesus unto the twelve. All right, you get it? They've walked away. The crowd's gone now. And now he's going to call those men who have seen him do more and heard more of his preaching than anybody else. 
it's kind of like this. It's the pastor drawing into his congregation. It's almost as if the youth leader says, okay, I want my youth group to step aside. I wanna, I'm not talking about what the masters are doing. I, I want to know, know, are you going to follow them or is something else working in your heart? And notice the person looking at me turns to his 12 and, uh, and they each have to decide whether or not they're going to walk away or if they're going to stay. Can I just say a little word right here? I thought about walk. I thought about when uh, the devil tempts you to walk away. I want to tell you something out. There's too much to walk away from. Hey, man. Listen, you're not living the worst life. You've not been shortchanged. Brother Malik, we live in the best life a person can live. Just living for God and serving Jesus. I stand amazed at the presence of Jesus. I stand amazed at what Jesus can do in your life. I'm amazed at where he can bring you from and where he can take you to. I'm amazed at the joy he can put in your heart. I'm amazed at the storms he can calm. There's too much to walk away from. I jotted a few things now. Uh, many are walking away because of truth. But the fact of it is, listen now, when I think about my suffering Savior, I can't walk away. I think about what Jesus did for me. Oh, when I think about the fate that awaits sinners. Oh, when I think about the gift that God gave me when he gave me my wife. Some of us are still amazed. God let us marry somebody. Say amen right there. But it's too late now. I'll never forget the night Weezy got, she wasn't there when I got saved. I got saved before her. I guess I'm supposed to be more spiritual. Probably not. But I remember the night she got born again. And that was two years after. I, I remember when she got saved, Brother South. And she's getting up and people's worshiping. And I've already got it in my mind. Well, I wonder if you could work another miracle, Jesus. Amen. And I knew I had to make my move quick. I prayed about it. It was well, just that quick. Amen. That's better than some of y'all. Some of y'all think it's the will of God because you chew the same kind of chewing gum. And she chews big red. I mean, she chews, she chews some of that, uh, she chews some of that tobacco. Somebody help me right there. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Bailey. He knows. He knows. Hey, listen now. When I think about the fact, listen now, that God let me have a wife, that's too much to walk away from. When I think about the children God gave me, that's too much to walk away from. When I think about the youth group God gave me, it's too, hey listen, some of you young people tonight, you're under the, you're under the pressure and you're feeling the heat of walking away and the devil's trying to change your mind and there'll be a gap in that youth group just purpose in your heart but God's grace, I ain't going nowhere, I'm staying with God, Amen. Listen now, when I think about my church family, that's too much to walk away from. When I think about my heroes, that's too much to walk away from. Praise God, can you believe? I may not, not be much of one, but can you believe we get to preach the same Bible as Brother Harold B. Seidler and Dr. Ray? Can you believe we get, still get to preach some of these same truths under the word of God? I'm just amazed. God lets, lets us do this. I thank God for my heroes. I thank God for my pastor, my hero. But I'm telling you tonight, that's too much to walk away from. Too much, my goodness. When I think about my pastor, that's too much to walk away from. When I think about the excitement of seeing little ones saved, that's too much to walk away from. We had a service this couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago, and uh, we got a little, our, our youth group, about, about, a, well, about a year now, about a year and a month ago, 
Our youth group got to praying for some of the, the younger ones in our church that wasn't saved. I mean, they put babies' names on there. They put, I mean, just all the way up. And some of them were teenagers that weren't, you know, weren't necessarily tied in. And some of them got saved. Brother Williamson, two, about three weeks ago on a Sunday morning, we had seven precious little souls get born again. Now listen, I, now I know it happens for some people that happens every service. But we, didn't, we didn't have that every service at the First Baptist. But I'm telling you on that morning, God come in. And, and all of them, I guess the age of about 7 to 11, maybe somewhere in there. I don't know their age. But all of them was in that age group and got born again. Somebody said, well, I don't know, but I don't believe all that. Well, that's why you don't get blessed because you don't believe nothing. And you know what God did? When I watched some of them little ones walk the aisle, when I watched little Poppy get born again, when I saw little Autumn get born again, it just tied it a little bit tighter. There's too much to walk away from. I can't wait to see what God's gonna do in their life. If you walk away now, you're gonna miss out on what God has for you. What about this? Notice, I gotta hurry, just a few minutes. Watch it. Look at verse 68. Okay? I wonder what you're going to do. What path are you going to take? And then, and I know, I know Peter got it wrong a time or two. Peter was a Baptist. Anybody, anybody say the wrong thing that many times? He got to be Baptist. Anything I say out of order, Dr. Williamson's going to straighten it out in a little bit. But I'm just telling you. You know, every one of y'all looking at somebody in your youth group right now, you know, nickname them. There's old Peter. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. People pointing at each other, getting don't, don't get to fighting now. I mean, and I'm going to tell you something. Oh, Peter got it wrong. But I'm going to tell you one thing. He didn't get it wrong right here. <laughs> I can imagine, oh, Peter, listen now. And I want to say a word right here. I'm burdened about the mount that are, uh, and in that age bracket, I'm burdened about the mount that are walking away. I really am. It breaks my heart. And really tonight, I'm going to say it again. It seems like in that, in that teen years, I'm going to tell you something, it is not the will of God in your teen years and your early, it is not the will of God for you to detach from your church. If it's good for you at 14 and 15, that's good for you at 20 and 21. Come on now. I'm telling you, God has planted you in a good place. It is not the will of God for you to get dry. It's not God's will for you to be deceived. It's not God's will for you to, uh, to take a little break. Oh, no. You just find you a little niche somewhere. Uh, you poke you a spot out uh, and say, by the grace of God, I'm staying under my preacher. I'm staying here under my parents. Uh, I'm going to find a little place in the church uh, and I'm going to serve God. Amen. You don't know what it did for me tonight. I'm telling you, you don't know what it did for me because I remember some of them up here that's got babies. I remember when they was babies. I remember, listen, all this gray hair that right there, Scott Jr., Scott Williamson right there, all that gray hair. Say amen right there. I think I look pretty good for 79. I'm looking over tonight and I thought, man, 
You don't know what it, brother, brother South, the devil points at all the bad and the negative. When I come in there, I'm seeing, praise God, I'm seeing some ladies and some, and some young men that I saw in their teenage years in the altar begging God to get on them. And now look what God's done in your life. He's using you in the church. He's using you for the gospel's sake. It pays to serve God. You just stay with God. I promise you, beloved, you'll have no regrets serving Jesus. No, Peter said, listen, he said, Lord, in verse number 68, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Whom shall we go? Who, who, who is like you? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Oh, brother Peter took liberty and said, Lord, I just want to say it for everybody. They ain't nobody like you. Ain't nobody talks like you. Ain't nobody loves like you. Ain't nobody's a friend like you. Ain't nobody fixes like you fix. Ain't nobody feeds the crowd like you feed the crowd. And Peter said, Lord, to who shall we go? There is nobody, nobody like you. What Peter's saying, whom shall we go? Here's what he's doing. Peter is making it known that he doesn't have a plan B. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the worth. You know what he did? Oh, Peter resigned. You know what some of y'all do this week, this weekend? God might change your life in a two-day youth meeting. You ought to let plan B die. But if it don't work, you know, this, if I don't know, no, no, what you ought to do, you ought to make it, Lord, I'm not, I'm not looking for plan B, not looking for a way out. I say this all the time. I, does anybody here know where, some of you know where Paige is at, Brother Wilson preached down there, preached all across the country, all across America. I mean, Brother Wilson, you know where Paisen is. You know what God will do? God will come down to where Paisen's at. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Listen, I didn't have anything to offer King Jesus. And I still don't have anything to offer him. But I can't believe, Brother Ken, we get to serve him. Brother Ken, what's the name of that town you're from up there in Tennessee? Oakdale. Anybody know where Oakdale, Tennessee? You've got to get lost. You can't find it from here. You've got to get lost and then turn and head. You can't find it from here. Didn't have nothing to offer him. Everything I got, Jesus gave it to me. Are you listening? I say this often, I didn't bring God. I didn't bring God this big old pile, this big old list. God, here's my talents and here's my abilities and if you'll save me and use me, I'll really make you, I'll straighten this thing out. Only time I thought that was about was, was the space between when I announced my call to preach and my first message. After that, You know, in between that time before I got in the pulpit, Brother David, I was, it was, it was about, we're going to break out in the 57-week revival. TBM chose paraphernalia. We just we going. I'm sorry, Dad. I know you've been doing this long. I, I saw, but after, oh Lord, tried to tell a joke. Forgot the punchline to the joke. Leg fell asleep. So, preached about three minutes, and my youth group wants to know where them three minute messages went to. I'm just telling you, if you'll let plant, see, here's what happens. When you're, when you're saying, well, if this don't work out, if this don't work, what you're doing is you're bargaining with God. God don't work that way. Peter's not saying now, Lord, you're the best thing we've found so far. He's saying, I acknowledge there's nothing better than you. There's nobody like you. I, I, I don't have anything to go back to. I burned my bridges. And I, oh, it'd be good if you left here tonight. 
Europe. If you'd leave here tomorrow, just burn some bridges. Nothing to go back to her. Nobody you're going back to her. No, no opportunity you're still seeking. And just serve God. Amen. I promise you'll be glad you did. Watch this and I'm done. Notice verse 69. Had about three minutes. Look at verse 69. Notice a strong conviction. Strong. We believe. This is the entire reason we're in the text tonight. Look what Peter said. We, we believe. Well, that's good. If I were to ask you tonight, do you believe? Probably all across the building, everybody say, Brother Archers, I, I believe. I believe. In the context of the scripture, the word believe means to think it to be true. It means to rationalize evidence. Meaning I'm still chewing on it. I, I'm, I'm listening to the cases uh, and Peter is saying with that word believe, we've heard a lot of good, we've seen a lot of good, and that's really, really, I guess you could say half-hearted. We believe. But then he follows that up with something that means a little bit different. He said, we believe, and we're sure. It means to know. It means to get to know. It means to get intimate. Are you listening? It, it means that I... I Lord, because of the time, we, the, the more I've been around you, the more time I've spent with you, the entire time I've been with you, it's been driving deeper in my heart that you are who you say you are. So much of your life, so much of your life, and, there, and, I'm, and this is good and this is right, so much of what we believe is what's been given. And you sure have been given some good light. Probably, probably. And I, I could probably tell you more than, than you even know. Just, just connections and churches and camps and things that you've been in and men that you've heard and on and on and on and on down the line. Probably, I don't know of another group in America that has heard more truth than the young people and young adults sitting in this building right here. I'm just I'm being honest. I'm being honest. And by the way, you ought to thank God for every bit of it. You ought to thank God that you didn't have to grab a book when Brother Scott had jumped up here and said, hey, we're going to sing Because He Lives, and you just, just come right out. Ain't, ain't you glad that you didn't open your mouth and old Willie and Waylon and everything else got to coming out? Ain't you glad? Thank, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Listen now. Peter said, Lord, it's not just what we know. It's not just what we believe. It's not what we're rationalizing out. He said, Lord, it's got a little bit further. He said, we believe it, but we're sure. It's not just what has been told to us. Now it's gotten in us. <laughs> now it's in my heart. Do young people remember the first time you went to church because you wanted to go to church? Remember the first time you did right because you wanted to do right? Remember the first time you didn't come in and just go through the motions and just blend in, but no, you came in not because God had been real to mama, not just because God had been real to daddy, not just because God had been real to the preacher and thank God for those things. But I'm telling you, young people, he's not just good for mama. He's not just good for daddy. He's not just good for the preacher. He's God that wants to be real to you and you can believe him and you can trust him so that when the storm of life come when the philosophers come you can say with your hand held high we believe and are sure about the Lord Jesus Christ it's one thing to believe something about sin it's another thing to be sure about it it's one thing to believe something about the Savior 
It's another thing to be sure about the Savior. Listen, it's one thing, it's one thing to, to believe something about serving God. And you see servants, servants, servants. But on the other side of that, it's a whole other thing to be sure that if God will put breath in my lungs and God will give me an open door, I don't want to serve God. I will serve God. Thank God for what you believe, but you let God drive it. Mm. Oh, it'd be so sad to have all of this and a, little, and a devil come along and the world come along and rip it from you. But oh, praise God. Where's that little group at? It says, I'd rather have Jesus. Just give me that church up the road. Hey, listen, pastor told me a while ago, wonderful, going to be breaking ground, broke ground on a new building. Ain't that wonderful? Ain't that wonderful? You know what I'd do? I would hook right in here right now. I mean, I would, oh, I'd just hook in real good with the church. There's just no telling what God might let you be a part of. Not just because of what you believe, but you're sure. There's some young people here tonight, and I'm through right here, preacher. I'm through. There's some young people in there, some young adults in here. They didn't just believe it, but they're sure about it. You know how I know? Because they're staying with it. What's going to keep you in church next year? When I see you at 20 years old, when I see you at 21, 22, guess what? You're going to get old. Oh, oh yeah. Them dimples is going to turn to wrinkles. Believe it or not, you're going to get tired of driving. Let me ask you something. As you grow up, as you get older, what do you believe? What do you believe? What are you sure about? What is it that no, nothing and nobody, by the grace of God, God has worked it in my heart. It's not just what mama put in. It's not just what daddy put in. It's not just what the preacher. But what's so deep in you by the grace of God, I ain't going nowhere. Staying with Jesus. I'm staying with Him. Father, I sure do love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for liberty. Lord, I, I beg you. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. We, we've not met together for the worse. We've met together for the better. And we need God. We need you. We need you. Help, help Father. Life-changing, life-salvaging decisions. Please, grant it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor's coming to give the invitation. Folks are moving.